Hello, this is Veronica from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 16th of June. The Supreme Court today issued a notice to the Uttar Pradesh government on recent demolition drives in the state. The apex court said action must be taken in accordance with the law and that demolitions can't take place without notices. The court was hearing a petition filed by the Jamiat Ulemae Hind which sought no further demolitions in the state without due process. A vacation bench of Justices A.S. Bopanna and Vikram Nath heard the matter and noted that while they cannot stay demolitions, they must take place in accordance with the law. Bar and Bench reported. The matter will next be heard on 21st of June. On Sunday, the Prayagraj Development Authority raised the house of Javed Mohammed, a leader of the Welfare Party of India. Mohammed was arrested by police on charges of being a purported mastermind of the protests that took place in the city over remarks made against Prophet Muhammad. Similar drives were conducted in Kanpur and Saharanpur on Saturday. The remarks had been made by Nupur Sharma, who was the BJP's national spokesperson at the time, during a Times Now debate on 26th of May. The issue ballooned into a diplomatic row and while Sharma was suspended, protests against her comments erupted in several parts of the country. Meanwhile, the Beer police in Maharashtra registered a case against Sharma in connection with her comments. The case was based on a complaint filed by Syed Azim, an advocate, who said Sharma had heard religious sentiments. Sharma is facing similar FIRs in Maharashtra, including in Mumbai and Thane. Additionally, Hindustan Times reported that an outfit associated with the Islamic State had released a video threatening to target Hindus to avenge this insult to the Prophet. The video purportedly mentions Sharma and also the demolition drives, which had taken place in Delhi's Jahangir Puri in April. The video comes days after Al-Qaeda in the subcontinent had threatened suicide attacks in India as a response to Sharma's remarks. Listeners, India has been forced into diplomatic firefighting as remarks made by two BJP leaders against Prophet Muhammad have sparked outrage in several Arab capitals. On 5th of June, the governments of Qatar, Kuwait and Iran summoned India's envoys and expressed their anger, even handing over diplomatic notes of protest and demanding a public apology from the Indian government. Saudi Arabia and Pakistan also condemned the remarks. In the aftermath of this, Sharma has been slapped with several FIRs and even booked by the police in Maharashtra under Section 295A of the Indian Penal Code. While India is not listed among countries with blasphemy laws, Section 295A is essentially India's law on insult to religious beliefs. If you would like to know more about the law and how it compares to blasphemy laws in other countries, you can watch the latest episode of Sansad Watch on newslaundry.com. It is titled, How Does India Deal With Blasphemy? The reason we are able to bring you such videos, analysis and reports without any pressure from political parties or corporations is because we don't depend on them for ads. We rely only on you to support us. So, if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. COVID cases continue to surge in the country as India registered 12,213 cases and 11 linked deaths in the last 24 hours, according to the Union Health Ministry. The total COVID tally stands at over 4 crore 32,000, with 58,215 active cases. The death toll has crossed 5,24,000. There has reportedly been a 38.4% jump in daily cases across India. 
the highest number of cases were reported in Maharashtra and Kerala. Maharashtra recorded 4,024 new cases, while Kerala recorded 3,488. New Delhi also saw a surge in cases, with more than 1,000 cases being recorded for the second consecutive day on Wednesday. Active cases comprise 0.13% of the total infections, while the recovery rate is 98.65%. Globally, COVID-19 has infected 534 million people, claiming the lives of over 6.3 million, according to the World Health Organization. Protests against the new Agnipat scheme continued today in Bihar, with violence being reported from some areas. According to NDTV, protesters smashed glass windows of trains and set an entire coach on fire at Babua Road railway station. Several army aspirants also disrupted road traffic in several parts of the state. The outrage comes after the central government unveiled the controversial Agnipat scheme on 14th of June. The scheme pertains to short-term recruitment of soldiers in the armed forces. Under the scheme, soldiers will serve four years, following which only 25% will be retained in the forces. The rest will be given a severance package and will not be entitled to pension. At Ara railway station, police used tear gas to disperse the crowd, which allegedly pelted stones at police personnel. Stone pelting was also reported at Jehanabad and Sehersa. In Nawada, protesters burned tires and raised slogans demanding the scheme be withdrawn. In Chapra, a mob allegedly smashed state roadways buses as well. Protests were also reported in parts of Uttar Pradesh. Youths preparing for the army recruitments took to streets in Buland Shahar. According to Quint, slogans against Defence Minister Rajnath Singh and Prime Minister Narendra Modi were raised in Unnao and Shukla Ganj. While the Defence Ministry has said the Agnipat scheme will help the military cut back on pension expenditure from the annual budget, the scheme has drawn criticism from former rank holders who have said it could skew the recruitment process and make soldiers risk-averse. Notably, BJP MP Varun Gandhi has also criticised the scheme and said it would give rise to more disaffection among the youths, Indian Express reported. Congress workers in Telangana held protests today over the Enforcement Directorate's interrogation of senior party leader Rahul Gandhi. Protesters reportedly threw stones at state-run buses and set a two-wheeler on fire. The ED has been questioning Gandhi in connection with an alleged money laundering case related to the National Herald newspaper. The Congress party has been protesting the ED's investigation for the past week. Top Congress leaders such as Rajasthan Chief Minister Ashok Gehlot, Sachin Pilot, Chhattisgarh Chief Minister Bhupesh Baghel and Randeep Surjewala have been briefly detained over the past few days. In Telangana, police resorted to lathi charge to disperse party workers who were trying to cross barricades, the Hindustan Times reported. Protesters also raised slogans against the BJP, which the party has accused of conducting a witch hunt for Congress leaders. Hundreds of Congress party workers marched towards Raj Bhavan from Kheratabad during the protest. Traffic on Raj Bhavan Road was reportedly blocked due to the protests. The Congress has filed a complaint against Delhi police, alleging that police stormed the party headquarters in the national capital and manhandled members present there. The complaint seeks strict action and investigation against the police. Top leaders from France, Germany and Italy visited Ukraine's Kyiv today in a show of solidarity to the country as its war with Russia continues. French President Emmanuel Macron German Chancellor Olaf Scholz and Italian Prime Minister Mario Draghi arrived at the country's capital early this morning. The move comes as Ukraine has been appealing for more weapons from Western countries to help the war effort. Notably, 
Ukraine has been trying to join the European Union and it has been speculated that the topic will be brought up during the meeting, BBC reported. Upon their arrival, Macron said that the visit was an important moment and a message of unity. On the other hand, German Chancellor Scholz said that they will continue to support Ukraine while speaking to German newspaper Bild before coming to Kyiv. According to Reuters, Romania's President Klaus Iohannis will also join the talks between Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and the three European leaders. The three leaders also visited the town of Irpin, which was occupied by the Russian troops at the start of the war. Meanwhile, Luhansk regional governor Sergei Haidai has said on Telegram that around 10,000 civilians are trapped in the eastern city of Severodonetsk. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 